You're listening to John Saxbury of the River podcast of John Saxbury of the River of River International Media Ministries. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome everyone. I want to welcome you all to the broadcast. Great to be with you tonight. Um, I'm going to go over what is the River Revival Center about what this is going to entail, what is it going to be about. First of all, I want to say that it's going to be about this. It's going to be a place where you can actually physically come and enjoy the presence of God. It's going to be a place of live worship, a place of where, the, where you are free to experience the Holy Spirit move and where His presence can touch your life and radically change your life. And it's a place where you can bring others to come and come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What is the what is the what is what's going to happen there? We're going to have live worship. We're going to have um, guest speakers. We're going to have uh, teaching, laying on of hands for the sick. We're going to be praying for the sick. We're going to be taking and uh, doing baptisms at, at request. You know, we're we're going to do communion. This, what's it, when, when is it, what, what type of, when is the service is going to be? The services will go from Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday will be the service times. And it'll be, and it will start at 7 o'clock, and it'll go on to whenever the Holy Spirit says to end it. Um, we're not going to put no time limits on it. We're not going to put no. Sorry to the folks on Facebook. Got to restart this over again. Those who joined me on the on the on by on the on the way of podcast, I didn't turn on my on my mic, and I'm going to re, re go over this. This is the the what is the River Revival Center, and what is it going to entail? Um. The River Revival Center is going to first be a play, a physical place where you can come and worship and be free to experience the presence of God. These are going to be Holy Ghost Revival Services Monday through Friday. Uh, Monday through Friday, we will be it'll start at seven o'clock and then go to whenever the Holy Spirit says to end. Um, sorry to the people on Facebook. And on YouTube that, that didn't catch that didn't catch that part. There's going to be live worship. There's going to be baptisms. There's going to be doing communion. There's going to be baby dedication. You know, I mean, bringing bringing lost people in. There's going to be altar calls. You know, we're going to lay hands on people. People are going to fall out under the power of God again. We're going to do everything that, that was shut out of churches 20 years ago. We're bringing it. I'm bringing it all back into one place. That's right, and bringing it back into a into the into the house of God again, Amen. Um, this is this, the what it, what is it, what's going to happen here is is through, through Monday through Friday, whoever you bring into to whoever comes, whether that they go to like they say they go to David Crank's church or they go to Pastor Josh's church or they go to Spirit Word where I go. Or they go to um, Redemption Church. If them people, if the people go to those churches, 
Whoever they bring to the altar call, they will take those people back to their church. Don't bring them to my church. Bring them back to your church only. And you and you and you introduce them to your pastor and sow them into your into your church. Because this is not about being in competition with churches at all. This is about helping churches and helping churches regrow. This is about helping churches reheal, about uniting churches together so we can all be in the in this together. I mean, there's been too many churches that have been separate from each other and divided from each other. There's been too much division over split hairs. That, that I mean, so what if a if a pastor is a little bit different on how he delivers his message? As long as it's not woke and it's not some progressive Christianity message of, you know, you know, they where they're stripping things out of the gospel, where they're wanting to preach the entire where it's a full gospel message, where they're where they're teaching on speaking of tongues, where they preaching on laying on hands, where they preach on that the Holy Spirit has to have free reign in the church. That's the kind of church that that's the kind that's my kind of church. And I want to also help other churches catch fire that aren't doing that by bringing people that they're going to their church and then sending them back to their church with people that are on fire and infusing their church with that so their church catches fire and their pastor catches the fire too. I mean, this is what this whole thing is about. I mean, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to do work when we're going to do live worship. We're gonna do all. We're gonna worship when worship starts. We just go to one it to whenever the Holy Spirit says to take over the mic and start preaching. You know, we're not gonna put on put a twenty minute clock on on the wall. And after that, that in that last worship song, better end at that twenty minutes. The biggest, the be, the the best thing that a pastor can do in this day and age is to shoot that time clock off the wall. Shoot that time clock off the wall. Making sure my mic's up. Yeah, my mic's got proper amount. Shoot that time clock off the wall. That time clock is your is a pastor's worst enemy. Oh, we got to have time. You're the pastor here. Why are you putting time limits on yourself? I never could understand that. Why would they want to put time limits on themselves? You're the senior pastor. Stop worrying about what the board's going to say. Stop worrying about what the elders are going to say. Stand out and 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 lead your church. That's what the, this what this whole River Revival Center is about. Where pastors actually can come in and get touched by the presence of God and then take it back to their church. Amen. I mean, I who who will who will be the guest speakers there? I don't know, but I got a whole bunch of them I could pull out of a bag right now that are very good ones and they're very on fire ones. That are that are that are ground that are that are foundationed in the Word of God and that are that are into theo- theologically sound and doctrinally sound that are that they preach doctrine proper doctrine and theology. These aren't just clowns that come in and you know bring people out and then just start laying hands on them and then they don't really preach much. They get into the Word of God and what what the Bible says about what the time we're living in in this day and age and how to minister that 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 message out to the people, the lost and dying world. People need to hear that we're living in the last days. They need to know that the time's running out. People need to understand that, that this is important that, that the lost know, 
hey, you're you're screwing up, but we got we're we are at the we're at the we're at the one yard line here. The church is at the one yard marker. We're about ready to pass into the end zone, and and it, it's gonna be too, it, it's soon it will be too late. You know, eternally too late. You'll be lost for eternity. Now's the time to get in, get into salvation. You know, teach and teach, and it's also going to teach pastors how to teach their congregations how to evangelize. How is that going to happen? Well, during the day, it's going to this. The, basically, the River Revival Center is going to have a twofold purpose. At nighttime, it's going to be Holy Ghost revival services, preaching all week, every week, throughout the week. You know. Exception may on a on exception, I may open it up for a Sunday night service. I'm I'm not sure. I'm still out to lunch on that. You know, I'm still chewing on that idea for a little bit, but it'll be similar to what's going on with the stand, like what's going on in Tampa with the stand, with like what Pastor Rodney's doing. You know, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to take His place. And allowing people to have opportunities to minister and come in and, and, and feed off the presence of God. And to come out and be able to experience that and how to deliver the presence of God. Churches nowadays, they, they, they're not teaching on how to deliver the presence of God. They're teaching on how to, how to, run, how to shut the move of God off and not, not allow the Holy Spirit to move. Because they're afraid, because they're too afraid. They're, they're wanting to become seeker sensitive. And they don't want to offend people, and they're too afraid people will leave. You read the book of Acts. Go read the book of Acts, and go read of the book of Romans, the book of Galatians, the book of Ephesians, the book of Colossians. When signs and wonders happened, what happened during those times? When the signs and wonders happened, did it? When the power of God was being poured out, and people were being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And signs and wonders and miracles were taking place. People were healed, healed, delivered, and set free on a mass basis. Did it drive the, the unbelievers away or did it draw them in? It drew them in. Read it. It's all throughout the book of Acts. We are the, we are the final chapter of the book of Acts. I don't know if people ever get to realize it. The book of Acts was never finished. The book of Acts was never finished. And and the reason why it was never finished and was never closed and he never completed is because we are that chapter. And it's our job to, to demonstrate that which happened in the book of Acts. It didn't die with the last apostles. You know, it didn't... It, the, and, and we will be teaching on that there is a rapture of the church. There's a rapture of the church. The reason why the church is deleted that was is because the, the fact is... They had a bunch of hippies got saved that came out of the Jesus movement, and it came out of the Church of Oxford. Came out of Oxford University in the sixties. In the sixties, oh, that there is no more rapture, blah blah blah. It's because they had a bunch of people who were agnostics and stuff that got saved, and they and they and they decided to come up with this type of gospel. They've been trying to delete the rapture out, out of the gospel for years. This is not the first rodeo. The, even Luther taught on the rapture. The rapture of the church was taught by Martin Luther years ago. Clearly he did. He, it was the founder of the Lutheran church. Um, D.L. Moody. Uh, there, there's been several ones throughout the, throughout the, there's several writings throughout the 1200s, 
the 1300s, the 1400s, on back to the day of Pentecost, every every century that there was teachings on it by preachers. So to say that it only came, from, it was developed in the 18, the theory was developed in the 1800s was a load of crap. That came out of Oxford University in the 1960s. I mean, they, 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 who, who totally start, it's where all the progressive Christianity started out of, you know, that there's no teaching on the rapture that's going to progressively get bigger. And it's just going it, to, the Bible simply says this, the dead in Christ shall rise first. They shall come out of their graves. They will supernaturally come out of their graves, just as Jesus did. And they'll be caught up in the clouds. And those who remained on the earth that were born again shall be taken up and beat with them in the air and kept and be taken off up into heaven. The Bible says that we were going to be in heaven with the with the set with the for the seven years in the feast of the Lamb's Supper, the, the table of the Lamb's Supper of Life. We're going to eat at the Lamb's Supper. It talks about all that. Go read Revelation. Behold, I was caught caught up in the heavens. My it was I was caught up and taken away into the heavens. Just in, in, in one of the one of the versions of the scriptures, in one of the earlier versions of the of the King James, and one of the one of the original scripts said, "Just as Enoch was, I was ta so ta I so was taken up and caught up in the third. Behold, I stood at the door, just as Enoch was." And it's talking about the church, and after that, the church is no longer mentioned. After Revelations chapter four, the church is no longer mentioned. Okay. And then when you're gonna, what we're gonna be teaching on is we're gonna be teaching on proper theology, educating people on proper theology and how to evangelize the gospel properly. We're gonna teach on how to do mass crusades. We're gonna teach on how to do street evangelism, effective street evangelism. Sitting around with tracts, handing people out gospel tracts—that's just tacky to me. It's it, it's an it, you you stop and you, what the proper way to do it is is, is how I would do it. Hi, my name is John. I want. I'd like to kind of share some things with you about what the, what's happened in my life. I struggled since I was age ten to age twenty with alcohol. I got delivered when I got when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. That need, that desire for alcohol fell off. Um, I went through a series of medical issues. Here's the scars to prove it. And I show them. Look, you can see this has actually happened. I, you know, I show them on my phone. What happened? What happened to me, and how, how how the gospel has affected my life, right? And then you tell them everything that God has done in my life, and and we were going to teach them that how what what God has done in their individual lives. The the tracks tracks are for kids. Tracks are kids or for the youth. I mean, the youth. I use that. That that's only like a you you use those when you have youth. You know, or or little kids want to spread the gospel. You know, and hand them a track because they're because they're still in a growing stage and they really don't know how to demonstrate something. So they they use this, and that's how kids effectively communicate the gospel through tracks. I we're 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 talking about raw hardcore sinners that are stuck in drugs, alcohol, people who are stuck in uh, lust and perversion, people who are stuck in. People who are stuck in like uh, you know any type of life, any life type of lifestyle that has them bound, you know. You know, I know I've got friends of mine who are in ministry now, who are in full blown ministry, who are married. That 
you know, they were they were living they were living as a homosexual. They use that and they draw a lot of homosexuals into their ministry and a lot of homosexuals get saved. You know, the wife was even in, in that lifestyle and she brings women in and they and they've gotten a lot of gotten these people who were homosexuals in with opposite sex partners and met them up with godly opposite sex partners and they've gotten married and they're having kids and it's producing fruit. And it, they and they're members of their church. That's the kind of stuff we need for the God for to go on. I mean exactly. John three sixteen. God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son for those who might believe on him shall be saved. May not perish, but be shall be saved. And the Bible does say that. In the last days it says, In the last days, saith God, those who shall call upon my name, who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're going to teach effective street evangelism. That's what I mean by effective street evangelism. Something where you get your voice heard and you get your message out there effectively. You know, screaming with a Bible open, you know, the gates of hell are opening up on you. You're going to fall in and you're going to burn. And, and it, that, that's not the way to, to uh, produce the gospel. During the day, we're going to have the River School of Evangelism. River School of Evangelism. I'm gonna. We're we're. It's gonna be. It's gonna be sort of like a Bible college, but it's not. It's gonna be more hands-on work. You'll be able to coordinate your. We have teams that I'm gonna break things up into teams, break people up into teams where they effectively go out, you know, and and plan their own open-air crusades. They they coordinate it. They get all the. They they get all. They do it from scratch, from the nothing. They're gonna get a, do open air crusades where they go out and they and they and they preach the gospel by by you know, on the on, out in the open air like in the parks and stuff. Get an open field. They'll have to rent their own field. They'll have to get a budget. They'll have to learn how to get things together and coordinate it right. The River Revival Center is going to be all about that. The God, in, in, when God called me into ministry, he called me to be an evangelist. Bottom line, he called me to be an evangelist. He didn't call me. To, it, this is not going to be church services, you know, or Sunday morning service. I'll be going to my church on Sunday mornings. Don't come to church with me unless you go to my, unless you're, unless you're a member of my church. Don't come to, don't come to to spirit word with me. You go to your church on Sundays. This is not about splitting churches up. This is not about stealing members, church members. This is about getting, having a place where we can shake this nation for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not only do I want to, I, I want just this revival center. I want to plant in other people revival centers as well where they can go out and start their own revival centers, do their own school of uh, evangelism, and duplicate this thing and take this thing across the nations of this earth. Not just in America. Every nation needs to hear this gospel in this day and age. This is about, this is about shaking the, the United States with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, the past, in the past couple of months, I've shut all my I shut all my international work down for right now. I want to focus on America. I want to focus on my community. I want to focus on on and getting to know people individually and and effectively 
have an effect on their lives. I mean, I've done a lot. We've done a lot through digital media, through the nations, where we were preaching, where we pre where I preached crusades online. There's been several crusades I did online here with with folks in Nairobi, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, even up in Pakistan. A couple in India, Vietnam. I mean, we we. We've 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 been doing it, it after COVID. It was like I did nothing but these little mini crusades. I was like stacked on top, and God's just recently said this was something I'm I'm changing the course of the direction of your ministry. You know, He replanted me in a new church. I love Pastor Josh and Tori. I mean, let me get let me get that off my chest. I love Pastor Josh and Tori. They are great people. I love them dearly. Don't come to me about what I'm saying on Facebook that I'm directing at them. They, they are off the table. I've said it before and I'll say it now. They are off the table. I'm not about splitting churches up. This is about multiplying churches. Taking churches and making their congregation multiply. Making their con Multiplying their congregations. To where their congregations are growing and thriving, you know, and, and full of the fire of God. This ain't just about one specific church. This is about all churches I want to affect. I want to have an effect on all churches. I mean, we've, we've got to take this, we got to take, we got to run like never before. I mean, time is running out. You, I mean, you got to look around you. We are running out of time. We are seriously running out of time. The gospel has to get out there. We got to do the work of the gospel. There's no more laying around, no more excuses. Why? Well, you know, just we just we just want to just kind of like you know, sit in the presence and just kind of like sit there, you know, and, and be a professional. The day of the professional church pew warmer is over. It's either you get off the pot or, or crap or get off the pot. You can't sit there anymore. The days of sitting in the church pew is over. We can't be church, church pew warmers any longer. I refuse to be one myself. Now is the day and the hour that we've got to get out this, get this message out there. We've got to take this message to the streets. I mean, God has really been working on me about getting out of this studio. You know, this this whole broadcast. Secondly, the broadcast you see here, John Saxbury, the river, will be part of the Revival Center, will be merged with the Revival Center. And it will be still called John Saxbury, the river. But it will be like the television show of what's going on. It will be a display of what's going on in the Revival Center to people, like, say, that are in 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 hospitals nursing homes, uh, prisons, because some prisons are allowed to broadcast the show. This has gotten into a several prisons from what I was told on my, uh, from, from people I know that uh, this is actually, can't, this was actually being brought, that my, this broadcast is being seen in prisons because they have smart TVs in some of them and, P, and the prisoners are able to access this, this program through, through the Facebook watch app. This is going to affect prisons. This is going to affect nursing homes. Um, you name it. Uh, rehab clinics. People in rehab clinics. We want, we want to affect that too. You know, this is, 
it's going to be a, an open window to what's going on here. Or in a country that the gospel is not allowed to be preached, it'll be an open window for that, for people to experience the presence of God. It'll be a different setup than this. This, these, all these antiques you see around me will be gone. They'll be all. It'll be like a. It'll be like a like you'd, you'd see it at, at a regular church, at your normal, run of the mill church. It's gonna have a stage behind. It's gonna have a stage with the pulpit with the, with the rivers logo behind me on the television, so it can show up the worship lyrics and everything. It's going to take a whole new look than what you're seeing here. This is just, this is my office, too. So I, I it, 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 in my workshop and everything else. So I got to make my surroundings comfortable for me. So this will all be in a separate office that will be for, for myself and my personal space. Because I don't want none of this stuff getting stolen. Uncle Lewis. I'm praying for you, brother. God bless you, sir. Give him a little wave to let him know I'm praying for him. God bless you, my brother. But yeah, this is going to be this it's it's going to be a, a step above. It's going to be totally uh, taking a quantum leap in the things of the spirit. Amen. I mean, I'm I'm I love people. I dearly love people. I love people. I love seeing people's lives changed. I love seeing people touched by God. I love seeing the presence of God. Thank, it says thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, brother. You you betcha, my friend. Um, I want to. We want to see people's lives changed and transformed. You know, this is not the, the gospel is not a, the church is not about is not the, the the role of the 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 church to adapt to culture. It, the the role of the church is to transform culture. We got to transform culture. You know, with the River Revival Center here, um, which is the logo is over my over my head. If you can see past the mics, the River Revival Center. That's the logo. It's the similar logo to John Saxbury, the river. And there's going to be a river revival center online, too. God bless you. I love you, my brother. That's Uncle Lewis on Instagram TV. God's got some great plans for you, my friend. You know, even if this 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 whole broadcast was for for this gentleman here, it was well worth doing. You know, that's just the whole attitude I've always taken. If it affects just one, if all that work was just for one person to be reached, you know, it was well worth doing. You you, you it was worth every penny, every bit of effort, every bit of uh, labor. The Jesus said, "I leave the one, the leave the ninety nine to go to, to attend to the one, the one lost sheep out there." The one person that's out there that it's hurting and needs 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 effect needs prayer and love and, and you know this is what this this is what ministry is all about. It, it talks about it in John fifteen. It says, "What greater love a man have for has one than one who lays his life down for a brother?" 
No greater love than one who has laid his life down for a brother. And this is what it's about. you you got to lay your life down. This is what we're going to teach in the River Revival Center, you know. Yeah, we're going to have some time of hooting and hollering, shouting and preaching and fire on Holy Ghost fire. But it's all going to be done with love. A love for people and a love to see people's lives change. We always listen to you. We always listen to you. What? Where are you, Uncle Lewis? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you from? Tell me where you. What nation are you? Li- are you listening from? This is a whole. Pe- this is a whole group of people. See, this gets out everywhere. You never know where your message is getting out to. That's one thing you got. You got to take into consideration. When you're called to ministry, you don't know where your message is going. You don't know the people that you're affecting. God, I believe God created this social media, this this digital media, free digital media and social media to get the gospel out. Yeah, I love digital media, the use of digital media, the reach of digital media. I've reached thousands of lives with it. From Uganda, Africa. Oh, wow. I preached in Bajuri, preached to Bajuri, Uganda. Brother, and I'm praying for Uganda, and I believe God's going to do great things so that a major revival is going to hit that nation. Hit your, hit your nation. And that I love the people of Africa. They are so open to the Holy Spirit. The people of Africa are so tender to the gospel. They're easy to win over. Because they know what the supernatural's like. They got demons moving in. They got I want to kill Rodney Howard Brown demons. They got I want to kill Reinhard Bunky demons. You know, they got they got I want to kill uh, Mike Francine demons. They got I want to kill Wes um, Fessel De Bruyne demons. They got I want to kill Jonathan Shuttlesworth demons. <laughs> Serious demons. I mean, not these little ones that tell you where they went to the grocery store at in America. You see on TV, and then they stop the demon manifestation to go to go to a commercial break where they sell their books and tapes, and they're back to casting the demon out. That's a joke. Them are play devils. I mean, but this that stuff won't be tolerated at there, and, and there will be order. There will be a sense of order. If people are coming in, laying hands on people. When I say no, they'll be thrown out. People are coming in and are prophesying, giving words of knowledge when, when they're out, when they've been told no, then they'll be thrown out. They'll, they'll be out the door. I mean, we will never, we will, we don't. Jesus is our provider today, tomorrow, and forever. I love that. I love that. That makes me smile. <laughs> but, you know, we won't have tolerance for that, you know. We're gonna have, you know. I know that there's there's been a lot of times when in revival meetings you have these drifters that come around, whether they be male or female, they come around and they're looking for love in all the wrong places, and they're going out and they're and they're and they're hunting down the hunting the churches down. That ain't gonna happen here because if I see all that going on, they're, they're gonna be out of here. We're not doing no singles ministry. I'm not here for the singles. 
I'm not going to be ministered to the singles. The singles need to get under the presence, get submission to the Holy Spirit. They want they want a husband or wife. They need to submit themselves to the Holy Spirit. They need to get submissive to God. They're not going to come around my place hunting, not being a bunch of head, be a bunch of meat, meat being playing meat market, where they're hooking up with women that are there to seek the presence of God, and they're jerking them out of their calling. No, these drifters won't be allowed. These drifters will be thrown out. God bless you, sir. Uncle Lewis, I love you. You know, we won't be we won't be tolerated. There, there will the dishonor of the Holy Spirit won't be tolerated. God the Holy Spirit will be reverenced in, in our services. In our in person services. They will it will not be dishonored. You dishonor the Holy Spirit, you're out. You know. You're there to hook up with women. You're there to hook up with men. You'll be out of there. I've seen drifter females coming in there, and they're and they're hunting down this guy that's got a call of God on his life, and they just suck the life out of him. And yet they had five other guys behind their behind that guy's back, all lined up, all strung up with him. That's not going to happen. You know the things about you know we're going to have people we're going to have security on. On staff, you come in there causing any disruption, you'll be you'll be ejected off the property, and you'll never you'll be you'll 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 be you'll be served with a restraining order. You'll be going. You'll I'll be having I'll be having uh, law enforcement on 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 standby. You disrupt my services, you will be arrested. So choose choose your actions wisely. This is going to be a place of order. You know, we will have the order of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not trying to be sound like some hard hard nose, but I you gotta have you gotta set some rules in place. We will we will have um, even that we will I mean even if people want to learn how to serve in like uh, ministry of helps. That be, we'll have that too. We will have that included in the evangelism. The school at River School of Evangelism will have helps ministries where you learn how to do security and all that other stuff. We'll incorporate that too because there is a calling for that too. So this is going to be this is an exciting day and hour. This is a brand new day for our ministry. This is something that I've been excited about. You know, the gospel. There will be doc, sound doctrine preached. If there's anything woke being preached, they'll be out of there. And they will be publicly rebuked. And I will call them out and say, look, this ain't going to be preached here. You're going to have to stop what you're doing and go. Even if I have to stop it in the stop the person in the middle of their message, I will. I will not have, have no, I will have zero tolerance for anything woke. Or anything that's progressive and all this other garbage that they're putting out there. You know. We're not women on the view. We're here to preach the gospel. This is not the view. This is a place where the Holy Spirit's going to abide. Amen. I mean, and last but not least, we're going to be we're we're going to be like when I said when I talking about live worship. I want to do my who's going to be leading the worship. They're going to ask me. Let people ask who's going to be leading the worship. Well, the worship's going to be led by my wife. My wife will be the worship leader. 
My wife is a recording. She's done recordings at her old church at Hope Church, St. Louis, under the ministry of uh, Pastor Greg Hand. Me, Greg, Greg Bruce, not Greg Hand. <laughs> Good thing this ain't getting out to him. Um, they'll be under the. He was. She was under the ministry of Pastor Greg Bruce, under who is the son of James Bruce, who was a magnificent revivalist back in the day, and she worked under Greg Hand, who's. Everybody knows in the gospel recording artist industry, who was one of the top producers. You know, he has handmade music, um, I think. Um, handmade productions, or I forget what the name of his productions is nowadays, but he's going, he's, he, she worked under him for a little while, and she's very, very talented. She's got a great voice. Um, I will have a friend of mine that's going to be joining, and I'm going to have, I'm going to need musicians. I need a music director. Okay, Uncle Lewis, um, how about get a hold of me tomorrow? Give me a hold of me tomorrow. I want to say about nine o'clock my time and calculate that to yours. That would be probably around six o'clock your time. Anyway, the, um, I got you, sometimes you got to do business on the fly, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing is, is, is this, is we're going to have a place where God abides. This place is not going to, we, we're not going to be claiming ownership. There's not going to be any social clicks. If I see any social clicks forming, you're going to be—they're going to be out of there. I will—I will boot them out. They—they they will be booted out immediately. You will be ejected from the place. You will. This is not a place to play claim anything. This is not a place to claim um, ownership of. This place belongs to to God. This place is going to belong to God, and it's going to stay that way. And we will honor the Holy Spirit. We don't play favorites. We're not there to... There's no nepotism. There's no freebies or anything. Amen. Well, it's, it's 9 o'clock uh, a.m. for me. Because I'm nine hours... I'm nine, hour, I'm nine hours behind you. Uncle Lewis... Doing business while I'm doing business. What can you say? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get get off of here, and I want to end this broadcast. I want to end this by by giving everyone an invitation who's listening to this broadcast by way of podcast or by watching by way of Instagram TV or listening to me by way of Facebook Watch. Or on YouTube, or on my, or on any of the socials that I'm on, True Social, Gab, Getter, uh, the the website, the John Saxbury, the River website, the River International Media Ministries website. Um, anybody listening by way of podcast, by any of the streams, I can't roll them all off because I don't have a list of them here. There's so many of them. To all the major podcast carriers that's carrying this broadcast, including Spotify, Apple. Um, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, which will be coming up soon. Which will <coughs> that that'll also be a part of the River Revival Center. It's going to be called 
WJSTR. It's going to be a live radio streaming radio station. It's going to it's going to stream twenty four seven round the clock. Um, I'll 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 talk more on that a little bit later. But for now, I wanted wanted to get on. I wanted to get this off the off my chest. I really didn't go into a whole lot yesterday. I just wanted to do the unveil and then do this today. Do it into a two part introduction of what what everything's gonna what everything's gonna entail. Okay. I want to end this in this by giving an invitation. Okay. Bless you too, Uncle Lewis. I want to end this by giving you an invitation. Those of you who listen, an invitation to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you have not asked Him, now is the time to receive it. I want everybody to say this prayer after me. Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, to be forgiven of my sins, to be washed in your blood, and to be redeemed by the power of, the, of what your Son did on Calvary. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you that you rose again for me uh, from the dead. Thank you, and I confess that, that God has raised you, Lord Jesus, from the dead so that I could be saved. I confess that you are that you are Lord and Savior. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. If you said that prayer after me, God has forgiven you now. God loves you. Jesus wants you to be in his kingdom with him. He is a loving Savior. Amen. Well, I'm going to get off of here. I love you all. And for next time, I'll see you right here on John Saxbury, The River. You're listening to Cherry the River podcast of John Saxbury the River of River International Media Ministries. Thank you for listening. Johnson. Replay over. I forgot I didn't have any batteries in my mic microphone. Sorry, folks, for the delay. <laughs> Technical error. Oh. I already got them in here. I just didn't turn it on. Alright, we're back. This is all unplugged anyway. So, we're here, we're live. Let's get it rolling. You're listening to John Saxbury the River podcast of John Saxbury the River of River International Media Ministries. Thank you for listening. Hey, everyone. Well, how's it going, everyone? Great that y'all could be with me. Sorry for the little dislay. I'm still kind of like out of 
since it's a new re- since I reorganized things here for the podcast, um, I just want to welcome you all today. I hope you're everyone's enjoying their Saturday morning much as I am. Everything's been relaxed. It's been a beautiful morning. A little chilly out, but you know, we all got, we can all keep, we all know how to keep warm. Hopefully we all can keep warm during this, this time. I miss the summer. I'm a summer person. I love, I love, I love, I love being out in heat. I love being out, being in the water when it's hot. I could love being outside working when it's hot. I love doing hard labor outside when it's hot. You know, I love it when it's cold. I'm a both hot and cold person. Some people are a winter person. Some people are a or a summer person. I'm kind of both. You know, I just I just don't have the I don't have the I just don't like fall. And I'm kind of partial to spring. I'm kind of half and half out to lunch on on spring. Um. Today's broadcast, I want to talk to you today about our identity. I want to get on with our about identity. You know, we've lived in a day and an age where, you know, people are put their identities and what they identify as is their gender. Our identity is not in our, you know, what race we are, not where our gender is. You know, everything about our, everything's about identity now. You know, it's not about what what we accomplish anymore, or what we can build ourselves up to be, and who we make who we are in Christ. You know, it's a it, it, we live in a even in the church world. I've seen where, you know, preachers have made their identity in in their ministry and how they. It's like, oh, I'm a part of Maverick City. This is my identity. I'm a part of this church over here. This is my identity. My identity is not in some church. It's not in some denomination. It's not in uh, what I do, you know, it's not in this broadcast, My even though it's all over the world and I can't thank God enough for it. <clears throat> even though my name is on, I'm going to grab me a water real quick. Even though my name is on it, yeah, my name is on it, but it, it, it's not mine, it's his. You know what I'm saying? You know, even like with the books, all four Gospels. He wrote all four Gospels, but yet the men who, who wrote it, their name got to be on it. Because that's how God honors us back, because we honor him first. You know, they, they identified themselves in Christ. This is what our identity is, you know, and our identity is not in, you know, being, you know, a multimillionaire <laughs> You know, not in a it's not about being a multimillionaire or, or you know, you own a big corporation. I own this real estate company, you know, or I own this um hauling company or I own this uh construction business or I'm a I'm, I have one of the largest beauty salons in the St. Louis area or I'm a um I own I'm Donald Trump and I own and I own the largest real estate company in the world, you know, even with Trump he he identifies himself in Christ. He's even he's even said it several times. He goes, "I am nothing and Christ is everything." He's actually he's the most one of the most humble men I've ever seen in my life. You know. And people want to, I mean even though people trash him but that is I, 
our identity is not in in what we are or what we do it's in who we are who who lives on the inside of us you know the bible says it's yet not i that live but christ that lives through me you know i am crucified with christ but yet not i live but he is the one that living within me because he died and gave himself he loved me he gave himself for me that his power resurrects on the inside of us and that's who we are you know Look in the Bible here, you know, and look chapter 4. You know, the enemy really wants to distort our our identity. He wants to remove our identity on who we really are and what God has really made us to be. And I mean, his perfect example is in, in Luke chapter 4, and he says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. In those days he did not eat nothing. And when they were ended, after he hunger, afterward he hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be it the Son of God, command this stone to be made bread. And Jesus answered him, and saying, It is written, That man not, not live by bread alone, but by every word of his mouth. And the devil, taking him up onto the high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms in the moment of the time. And the devil said unto him, All this power I will give thee, and the glory of them for that that is delivered unto me, and to whom I will give it. Well, you got to understand, Jesus was already given that power. He was already given all this stuff anyway, and the devil tried to get him to, to, to deny his identity. And he knew who he was when the Father, and that's the reason why he kept saying, No, it is written, devil. It is written, devil. Shut up, devil. You don't know what you're talking about. You better back off because you're about ready to get your butt whooped in three years. You know, which he did. Thou therefore will, will worship me, all, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered him, Get thee behind thee, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone only shall you serve. And he brought him up unto the... Into brought him up in him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be it the Son of God, cast thyself down from, from hence, from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee, and in, that, in their hands they shall bear up thee, and at least thy, at that time thy, they, shall, they shall not dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him and said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When the devil had, and when the devil had ended all of the temptation, he departed from him for a, time, for a season. And you know, that's one thing about it is that Jesus knew how to stand on who or he identifies, you know. Jesus wasn't identifying as a pickup truck or he had all he was standing on his god-given identity he was the the devil the basically the enemy here was trying to strip jesus of his identity and that's what he wants to do with you and i he wants to strip us of our identity he wants to strip us of who we are we don't we're nothing we're down we're we're stripped down to the point we don't know who we are we're living in constant state of depression You know, we always have to use these careers and 
jobs and you know t- work titles and you know we gotta ha- we gotta we gotta build this thing up for ourselves and build this big old empire up and build this this world up made up of, of thin glass you know and all it takes is one stone for that whole thing to come crashing down people don't realize that identity and that kingdom and that that mentality that they built up for themselves how much how fragile it really is and in one instant the whole thing can come crashing down because it's not built on who god is in you it's not built upon the, the word of god it's not built upon the the principles of the bible you know the b- biblical principles here when jesus kept standing his ground no it is written i know who i am in, in my father I'm not going to deny my father. I'm not going to worship you, Satan. I'm not going to fall for your bag of tricks. That's the problem. The the enemy is full of a bag of tricks. And he plays the same bag of tricks with everybody he has for the past years. He does it with church leadership. I've seen it in church leadership where a pastor builds this kingdom up of himself. They've kind of built this like superiority that they're way up here and everybody's down here. And they have their certain group of people that can only come to them. That's not who Jesus was. Jesus didn't didn't operate that way. This is not this is we're not building our own kingdoms. I mean, we're building his kingdom. So he can have his glory and his honor. You know, and, and stand on his word. Because everything natural, in actuality, everything here is his. Nothing is ours. There's not one thing on this planet that's really ours. There's nothing. There's not one thing. We have we have we may we may love having God gives us these things because He loves us because His grace is upon us. But that's just not who that's not who we are. I'm not identified because I'm a uh, um because I'm a, I'm the I'm a, I'm I'm the father of John Saxbury, one of the biggest dump truckers here in Saint one of the. One of the longest running dump truckers in St. Louis, you know, my father has gained a a status for in his job where he where he's like been in it for fifty plus years, where he's one of the best in St. Louis. But that's not who his identity is. You know, his identity is who God made him to be. Yes, he's my father. Yes, he's the he's my mother's husband. I love both of them dearly. You know, I'm not I'm their son. You know, I started this this broadcast years ago. I had a ministry where I traveled. But that's not who I am. That's not in my my identity. My identity is not in those things. I'm a mechanic. I'm a welder. I know how to do I know how to do machine work because my uncle taught me my great uncle taught me years ago, but that's not my my identity. You know I love being the husband of Mary Saxbury. 
I love being the husband of the, the father of John, Joe, and Cecilia, which is, which is one of the greatest joys of my life that ever come. But my identity is not in those things. My identity is in the fact that I am born again. The fact that, that I am his, that I am that I belong to Jesus Christ. I am part of his family. I'm the one who, when I surrendered my life, I entered into his family. John Saxbury died years ago. When you want to be truthful about it, John Saxbury died years ago. God, God has done God has done so much in my life. He saved me from dying several times. I had I've had several pneumothorax where my lung has my lungs have collapsed. Um had numerous times where I had pneumonia, death. I mean, where I was close to death with pneumonia, double pneumonia, had bacterial pneumonia once. <clears throat> I mean, I've had several seizures. But they don't have me. They don't, that's not what I identify as. That, that I don't identify in those things in my life. You know, I, you know, I'm friends with Pastor Rodney, with Rodney How Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. I'm friends with Pastor Rick Shelton. But that's not what identifies me. I know Basil Howard Brown, Gil Howard Brown, Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth, another great friend. Um, but that's not what I'm identified as. My identity is in what Jesus said. It is written about what is written. Our identity is about what is written and, and what is written in the word of God about us. It's not about, you know, I mean, people want to make so much about this identity deal. You know, it makes such a big stink about our identity. Well, I identify as this. And I identify that, you know, they, they'll sit there and they'll, they'll use a megaphone and they're all got, they got their hair dyed up. They got piercings coming out to every end, they, which they think they need to stay away from scrapyards because it'll get picked up by the magnet. But, but I want to tell them so, so bad, look, this is not what you identify yourself as. The enemy is playing you as a fool. He is messing with your head. He's not your friend. This is not the stuff you identify in. You identify in one thing and one thing alone. In Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is what we are, that's what we are identified as. We identify ourselves as Jesus with Jesus being Jesus Christ and him crucified. And nothing less, nothing, nothing else, nothing less, nothing more. It's just the way it's the way it goes. Jesus died so we can have a, be identified in him. So that identity in him, that he is can come through us through the power through the resurrection power. From his death, burial, and resurrection. We've we've gotten so bad about it in our society that it just it it, it breaks my heart. And you see these beautiful young ladies. 
go out and they'll cut their breast off. They'll cut their breast cut out and get them all cut out and can never nurse their babies. Or and then they'll, and on top of it, here's the new thing: they're they're getting their breast cut off and they're having their they're having hysterectomies. Like it, they're ordering they're the one state that's okay in hysterectomies at up to at age fifteen. And then and they go on to a to a sex change. Then they go or they just go on to non-binary where they're a neutral gender. Well, they have all their sexual organs removed, and it's and it's like they're a stripped-down version. And it's not who your identity is. You don't give up who you are. God created you to be that beautiful woman. God created you to be that handsome man. God created you with the looks that you have. To be the gender that you are. God created all that so his identity can be be displayed through that. Not to be uh, this other stuff that they're putting out there. Kids nowadays, I mean, I see it day in and day out. These kids are, 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 are just like destroying themselves over something that's not even, over something that's a, it's a hologram, that they're, they're pursuing a hologram. You ever put your hand through a hologram? It just there, there's nothing there. It's nothing but a bunch of mists that they project an image through. This is what Satan does. He projects himself as being being Jesus through this mist. And when you really reach into it, there's nothing there to get a hold of. And he's like, "Ah, I got you. I got you to got you to take over, to take away your identity. I got the, 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 your beautiful looks and appearances. God created all that." God created women to look the way they do, and God created men to look the way they do, so they can be attracted to each other, not to be attracted to the same sex, not to be attracted. You know, can call yourself these fifty-three different genders. You want to identify as a chainsaw. You want to identify as a pickup truck. Oh, I identify as this, and I gotta identify as that. You only should identify as one thing and one thing only. There should be only one thing you should ever identify yourself in, and that is being in Jesus Christ, being about his death, burial, and resurrection. And that resurrection power that comes up through us. You know, I know I'm preaching on the th- on the threefold cord, on the number three. You know, part of this I want to I'm I'm putting this ty- this 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 material in here. You know, Jesus wanted Jesus stood by the Father, and he was he was full of the Holy Spirit when he did this. He had he was the he was the Father come to earth in the form of a man, and he was the power of the Holy Spirit. That threefold cord it was what Jesus stood what was what made Jesus unbreakable during this time. You know, I'm preaching on that. You know, and tomorrow I'm going to be talking about the three stages of life. And it's going to go on about being born again and how, how much importance that there is of it. Um, I'm going, uh, God has given me this whole series called Three. The number three, he popped that number in my head. He goes, this is the season of three. I want you to preach on three. I want you to make a series of the number three. That's what he gave it to me. He gave that to me. You know, people, I've seen people that have been in church for a long time, periods of times, making making remarks and stuff. You know, 
it's just because they it's because they have insecurities. You know, people are very insecure nowadays. That's why their identity their identity isn't all this stuff. You know, our I mean the secure our, the, the the thing that they that they think that it's in security is the most deadliest thing ever. It's deadly. You got the, the, the enemy's using it against you. You're being played. You're, 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 he's taking you for a fool. Like I said, it's uh, like the hologram image where they project the image through the steam. It, Hi, I'm Jesus Christ. You can identify as whatever you want. You know, you know, you're under the grace. You know, the, I mean, even with this, even with this, uh, this garbage grace that they're preaching. This hyper grace that they're preaching that's a doctrine of demons. You know, it 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 couldn't be no more further from the truth. <clears throat> you know, it's a doctrine of demons. It's, it's, it's giving us a false identity of what great you're falsely identifying what the grace of God is. Why I mean, why jeopardize your salvation over something like that. It, 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 you're, you're, you're going after a hologram. These preachers are going down the wrong road with this thing, and it needs to be, it needs to be corrected. <clears throat> Our identity is not in all those things. Our identity is in him. We, 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 um, you know, the Bible says we, the, the just shall live by faith and we don't walk by faith. We will walk, we, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's because it's, we, we walk by who we don't see, the things we don't see. Our identity is in the things we don't see, but yet they're here. You can feel it. You can sense it. You can be around it. It's around you. It's in you, through you. And it's manifesting, and the and its power is and God's power is here to, to be to, for people to to identify have an identity. That's our identity. Our identity is in His power, in His Spirit, and by by who we are in Him, and Him being resurrected in us. Amen. I mean, we've 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 got to get, we've got us take a step and look at what we're doing here. When you're when your identity your identifying is all these things you you you're, you're not you're 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 making other things your place and, and he said in the Bible it says thou shall not make a graven image of me a graven thou shall not worship a graven image you know you're making a graven image and you're worshiping it. You know, we've, we've, you know, we've developed a thing in this church where, you know, we're, we're, we're following the most popular preachers and, you know, making our identity in that kind of worship. You know, uh, you know, we're Maverick City and we're and you know, this is what we, that they're trying to make an identity. It's gotten where the artists have actually made an identity for themselves. And it's like, it, you know, they left their pastor, you know, and, and now you got, you see all these kids, all these 
younger adults that, that are that are young and naive, they're they're starting they're, they're they're starting to fall apart now because they started identifying as the wrong things. You know, part of our identity in Christ is being 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 held accountable by a pastor. I have a pastor. He's a pastor in my life. His name's Tim Notes. Pastor Tim Notes. That's my pastor. I I, I am accountable to him, and, and you know, and we we have a mutual agreement on it. We just have a. I don't know how to say this, but it, it's like it's like it works perfectly. We work perfect together. You think we were pastors? I just started about six months ago. You think we were? Yeah, I was in his church for for twenty years plus. It's like a God. Just, it's like the thing took off and it blossomed. Because why? Because I'm I'm being held accountable in my in my, my in who I am. You know, to keep that identity. He's he's there to keep that identity. You know, your pastors are to help you keep that identity going. That's in Christ and not being identified as all these things. We are not identified in you know what the what kind of car we drive. We're not identified as, you know, what kind of house we live in. We're not identified in what, in you know, how much money we bring in on a weekly basis. What our paycheck's going to bring in. We're not identified in any of that thing, any of that stuff. God created man to be, to have, be in the image and likeness of God. For human beings to be in the image and likeness of God, we are all created in His image and likeness. We are identified in everything that He is. Because we've got to crucify to everything He's not. You know, everything that's here, I don't claim credit to, or ownership of any of this stuff. We, we've 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 gotten in in society we've we've really um things have changed drastically i i gotta say since i was a young kid it it has changed majorly I mean, we can't go, we can't be on the streets anymore. Because people, why, you know, the reason why crime's up, why we have criminals in the streets? Because they don't know, they don't know, they're, they're seeking for an identity. They're seeking for identity. They're desperate for identity. Love and identity. One, the devil tried to get Jesus to deny his love for the Father. Couldn't happen. Two, he tried to get him to identify, to stop identify. Didn't know I had who I'd identify, making him insecure. Couldn't happen. Tried to make him eat. Tried to make him go against his word. Tried to mock him. What the enemy's good at? He's a professional. We've gotten we we've got to get we've got to take things differently in a different direction in our everyday life. You know, get into the Word. 
get teaching and preaching on all day, every day in your house? Why do I always have everything set to Jonathan Shuttlesworth or Pastor Rodney or some sort of revivalist? Because I'm setting an atmosphere in my home of blessings and an identity of Christ. You know, it's not just because Pastor Rodney and Pastor Jonathan, you know, that you know, they 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 say a lot of funny stuff, you know, and I and they, and they got a big church, and that that's not what the identity is about. It's because I want I'm trying to get who that that identity that they identify is themselves that they identify is the is Christ resurrected in them. I want that in my life too. Amen. You know, I mean, it's, it's 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 quite simple, folks, and it's not really hard to do. It's harder harder to live a life of a false identity. You know, I've seen and I've I've did a lot of research on this, and I've taken time out to to study all this. You know, it takes more effort and more labor to identify in something you're not versus who God made you to be. Versus the person that God made you to be and everything that God has put put in your life and everything that he has created in you. You know, it's easy. It's almost like living on autopilot. It takes more for a guy, to, 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 more hard work for a guy to cover up when he's had an affair on his wife. Versus a guy that lived faithfully for his wife and lived good God had a good has had a good godly marriage. He don't really have to do much at all. The guy that's having an affair on his wife, he's always got to work to cover everything up that he's doing. He's gonna work for the rest of his life to cover up that one mistake he wish he didn't make. Because he was looking for something some the wrong thing to identify in. You know, it's just like the drug dealer. Drug drug addicts, they 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 don't they they do it because they're looking for an identity, and they gotta work their whole life being scared and living afraid and and not know which direction to go to and always having to be cautious and and worry about being getting getting busted. I mean, when when you can just be identified in Christ and be, get it done and not you not have to worry about being on drugs or not have to worry about being on alcohol or not have to worry about having to want to cheat on your wife because you know who you are. They said ninety. They 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 did it. The 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 statistic the statistics on men who have an affair with their wives is because their wife because they don't have an identity in their home. Because they don't have an identity in their home, and there's somebody that's giving them an identity, a positive identity. Somebody's giving them the 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 right the the the, the right attention. You know, in the you know that's you got to understand. People. God created us to have an identity, and that identity is in us. Reason why I won't cheat on my wife is because I have an identity in Him. I I love her too much to cheat on her. I love God too much to do that to my wife. My identity is in God. I don't need anything else to identify myself as. <clears throat> Amen. 
Amen. We don't have to. We don't have to put that. The reason why the people are putting needles in their arms is because they're looking for an identity. Our identity is not in those things. I want to entitle this message in this podcast, call it Identity Protection. Identity Protection. We got to protect that identity of Christ in us, too. Because we got to set an atmosphere of worship. We've got to set an atmosphere of teaching and preaching the word. And our worship and our giving and our, and our, and our daily meditating on the word of God. We've, we've, got, to, we've got to do all of it. Amen. I mean, this the this the thing we live in with a society it, it it's just it's quite incredible. I've never seen anything like it. It's just been you know you're looking and you can't help but grieve grieve for these poor people who live this way. Why would you do something like that to yourself? Why would you strip yourself of the, your your beauty? So they can be non-binary. And they don't have to identify as any gender. Heartbreaking. They, if they knew how much God loved them and how much of an identity in him that we have, they wouldn't want to do all that stuff. They wouldn't want to go out and and, and have sex for money. They wouldn't want to go out and, and um, do drugs or sell their body on the street or um, get involved in the in a, get involved in doing pornography and, and doing all this stuff and doing all this doing all this. Um, destructive things in their life because it, because one thing the identity in Christ does it doesn't destroy us it builds us if it's going to do anything it's going to build us and it's going to build us up to something good and useful and productive something that's going to make us feel have a confidence about ourselves and to make us feel like you know that we are loved in, by him and him alone You know they they interviewed these young women who were sexually uh, sexually molested as a child, and you know, and then they and they grow up doing you know like pornography, and they, they get involved in being porn stars. They begin they get into, involved in being uh, in the prostitution. It's because they're starving for that identity that they were stripped of by the enemy. The enemy stripped them of their identity when they were little, and they're searching it through 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 sexual behavior. And, they, and they, this is a big statistic, actually. My heart can't, my I can't grieve enough for for somebody that's gone through hell. I love people, people. I mean, people are great. People are great. People, people are great. Period. You know, people say, "Oh, you're you're one of these hellfire and brimstone preachers." To a point, I am. To a point, I am. To a point, I'm not either. I'm also very loving, a very caring person. You know, 
but my identity is in him. And I want to bring this thing to a close. I want to come to a close with this. Is, you know, you, you have, you, if you need to get an identity, a positive identity, and that identity of Christ, I want to make this opportunity available to you. I want to make an offer for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So you can have that identity. And so that he can live through you. Amen. Say this prayer after me. Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your son Jesus to be washed in your blood and to be forgiven of my sins. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry I sinned against you. I love you. I worship you. I turn my back on the world and I turn my back on sin. And I confess that God has raised you from the dead and that you should be that you should live in me for all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, transform me. Baptize me and let me never be the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You said that prayer with you. I want to pray for you. Go call or text the number 636-368-6490. Um or email me, revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me here on Facebook. It's John Francis Axbury III, which is my personal page. Or you can contact me through the ministry page at River International Media Ministries. Or, and also too, and, and not, not to mention the John Saxbury the River Facebook page and on the podcast, on, on Anchor Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening, and I thank you all for joining me. I hope you all have a great, great, great weekend in the Lord. Enjoy church tomorrow. Get a lot out of the pastor, your pastor's messages. And I want to thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time right here on John Saxbury, the river, whatever side it is. It's on both sides. I don't have either camera. Well, I love you. God bless you, and I hope you have a great day. You're listening to John Saxbury of the River Podcast of John Saxbury of the River of River International Media Ministries. Thank you for listening. <laughs>